Act Three of Tartuffe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tartuffe or the Hypocrite by Molière. Act Three, Scene One, Damis Dorine. May lightning strike me dead this very instant! May I be everywhere proclaimed a scoundrel! If any reverence or power shall stop me, and if I don't do straight away something desperate. I beg you, moderate this towering passion. Your father did but merely mention it. Not all things that are talked of turn to facts. The road is long sometimes, from plans to acts. No, I must end this paltry fellow's plots, and he shall hear from me a truth or two. So ho, go slow now. Just you leave the fellow, your father too, in your stepmother's hands. She has some influence with this Tartuffe. He makes a point of heeding all she says and I suspect that he is fond of her. Would God twere true! Twould be the height of humour. Now she has sent for him, in your behalf, to sound him on this marriage, to find out what his ideas are, and to show him plainly what troubles he may cause, if he persists in giving countenance to this design. His man says he's at prayers, I mustn't see him, but likewise says he'll presently be down. So off with you, and let me wait for him. I may be present at this interview. No, no, they must be left alone. I won't so much as speak to him. Go on. We know you and your high tantrums. Just the way to spoil things. Be off. No, I must see. I'll keep my temper. Out on you. What a plague. He's coming. Hide. Damas goes and hides in the closet at the back of the stage. Scene 2. Tartuffe Doreen. Tartuffe speaking to his valet off the stage as soon as he sees Doreen is there. Lawrence, put up my haircloth shirt and scourge, and pray that heaven may shed its light upon you. If any come to see me, say I'm gone to share my alms among the prisoners. Doreen aside. What affectation and what showing off. What do you want with me? To tell you. Ah! Taking a handkerchief from his pocket. Before you speak, pray take this handkerchief. What? Cover up that bosom, which I can't endure to look on. Things like that offend our souls, and fill our minds with sinful thoughts. Are you so tender to temptation, then, and has the flesh such power upon your senses? I don't know how you get in such a heat. For my part, I am not so prone to lust, and I could see you stripped from head to foot, and all your hide not tempt me in the least. Show in your speech some little modesty, or I must instantly take leave of you. No, no, I'll leave you to yourself. I've only one thing to say. Madam will soon be down, and begs the favour of a word with you. Ah, willingly. Aside. How gentle all at once. My faith, I still believe I've hit upon it. Will she come soon? I think I hear her now. Yes, here she is herself. I'll leave you with her. Scene 3. Elmir Tartuffe. May heaven's overflowing kindness ever give you good health of body and of soul and bless your days according to the wishes and prayers of its most humble votary. I'm very grateful for your pious wishes, but let's sit down so we may talk at ease. After sitting down. And how are you recovered from your illness? Sitting down also. Quite well. The fever soon let go its hold. My prayers, I fear, have not sufficient merit to have drawn down this favor from on high. But each entreaty that I made to heaven had for its object your recovery. You're too solicitous on my behalf. We could not cherish your dear health too much. I would have given mine to help restore it. Oh, that's pushing Christian charity too far. 
I owe you many thanks for so much kindness. I do far less for you than you deserve. There is a matter that I wish to speak of in private. I am glad there is no one here to listen. Madam, I am overjoyed. Tis sweet to find myself alone with you. This is an opportunity I've asked of heaven many a time, till now in vain. All that I wish is just a word from you, quite frank and open, hiding nothing from me. Damas, without their seeing him, opens the closet door halfway. I too could wish, as heaven's especial favor, to lay my soul quite open to your eyes, and swear to you the trouble that I made about those visits which your charms attract does not result from any hatred towards you, but rather from a passionate devotion and purest motives. That is how I take it. I think tis my salvation that concerns you. Madam, pressing her fingertips, tis so, and such is my devotion. Ouch! But you squeeze too hard. Excess of zeal. In no way could I ever mean to hurt you, and I'd as soon— He puts his hand on her knee. What's your hand doing there? Feeling your gown. The stuff is very soft. Let be, I beg you. I am very ticklish. She moves her chair away, and Tartuffe brings his nearer. Dear me, how wonderful in workmanship this lace is, handling the lace yoke of Elmire's dress. They do marvels nowadays. Things of all kinds were never better made. Yes, very true. But let us come to business. They say my husband means to break his word and marry Marianne to you. Is't so? He did hint some such thing. But truly, madam, that's not the happiness I'm yearning after. I see elsewhere the sweet compelling charms of such a joy as fills my every wish. You mean you cannot love terrestrial things? The heart within my bosom is not stone. I well believe your sighs all tend to heaven, and nothing here below can stay your thoughts. Love for the beauty of eternal things cannot destroy our love for earthly beauty. Our mortal senses well may be entranced by perfect works that heaven has fashioned here. Its charms reflected shine in such as you, and in yourself, its rarest miracles. It has displayed such marvels in your face, that eyes are dazed, and hearts are rapt away. I could not look on you, the perfect creature, without admiring nature's great creator, and feeling all my heart inflamed with love for you, his fairest image of himself. At first I trembled, lest this secret love might be the evil spirit's artful snare. I even schooled my heart to flee your beauty, thinking it was a bar to my salvation. But soon, enlightened, O oh, all lovely one, I saw how this my passion may be blameless, how I may make it fit with modesty, and thus completely yield my heart to it. Tis I must own a great presumption in me to dare make you the offer of my heart. My love hopes all things from your perfect goodness, and nothing from my own poor weak endeavor. You are my hope, my stay, my peace of heart. On you depends my torment, or my bliss. And by your doom of judgment, I shall be blessed, if you will, or damned by your decree. Your declarations turned most gallantly, but truly it is just a bit surprising. You should have better armed your heart, methinks, and taken thought somewhat on such a matter. A pious man like you, known everywhere. Though pious, I am none the less a man. And when a man beholds your heavenly charms, the heart surrenders, and can think no more. I know such words seem strange coming from me, but, madam, I'm no angel, after all. 
if you condemn my frankly made avowal you only have your charming self to blame soon as i saw your more than human beauty you were thenceforth the sovereign of my soul sweetness ineffable was in your eyes that took by storm my still resisting heart and conquered everything fasts prayers and tears and turned my worship wholly to yourself my looks my sighs have spoke a thousand times now to express it all my voice must speak if but you will look down with gracious favor upon the sorrows of your worthless slave if in your goodness you will give me comfort and condescend unto my nothingness i'll ever pay you o sweet miracle an unexampled worship and devotion then too with me your honor runs no risk with me you need not fear a public scandal those court gallants that women are so fond of are boastful of their acts and vain in speech they always brag in public of their progress soon as a favor's granted they'll divulge it their tattling tongues if you but trust to them will foul the altar where their hearts have worshipped but men like me are so discreet in love that you may trust their lasting secrecy the care we take to guard our own good name may fully guarantee the one we love so you may find with hearts like ours sincere love without scandal pleasure without fear i've heard you through your speech is clear at least but don't you fear that i may take a fancy to tell my husband of your gallant passion and that a prompt report of this affair may somewhat change the friendship which he bears you i know that you're too good and generous that you will pardon my temerity excuse upon the score of human frailty the violence of passion that offends you and not forget when you consult your mirror that i'm not blind and man is made of flesh some women might do otherwise perhaps but i am willing to employ discretion and not repeat the matter to my husband but in return i'll ask one thing of you that you urge forward frankly and sincerely the marriage of valere to marianne that you give up the unjust influence by which you hope to win another's rights and that scene four elmir damas tartuffe no i say coming out of the closet-room where he had been hiding this thing must be made public i was just there and overheard it all and heaven's goodness must have brought me there on purpose to confound the scoundrel's pride and grant me means to take a signal vengeance on his hypocrisy and arrogance and undeceive my father showing up the rascal caught in making love to you no no it is enough if he reforms endeavouring to deserve the favour shown him and since i promise do not you belie me tis not my way to make a public scandal an honest wife will scorn to heed such follies and never fret her husband's ears with them you have reasons of your own for acting thus and i have mine for doing it otherwise to spare him now would be a mockery his bigot's pride has triumphed all too long over my righteous anger and has caused far too much trouble in our family the rascal all too long has ruled my father and crossed my sister's love and mine as well the traitor now must be unmasked before him and providence has given me means to do it to heaven i owe the opportunity and if i did not use it now i have it i should deserve to lose it once for all Demis. no by your leave i'll not be counselled i'm overjoyed you needn't try to tell me i must give up the pleasure of revenge i'll make an end of this affair at once and to content me where is my father now scene five organ elmir damas tartuffe father we have news to welcome your arrival 
that's altogether novel and surprising you're well paid for your caressing care and this fine gentleman rewards your love most handsomely with zeal that seeks no less than your dishonour as has now been proven i've just surprised him making to your wife the shameful offer of a guilty love she somewhat over gentle and discreet insisted that the thing should be concealed but i will not condone such shamelessness nor so far wrong you as to keep it secret yes i believe a wife should never trouble her husband's peace of mind with such vain gossip a woman's honour does not hang on telling it is enough if she defend herself or so i think demise you'd not have spoken if you would but have heeded my advice scene six organ damis tartuffe just heaven can what i hear be credited yes brother i am wicked i am guilty a miserable sinner steeped in evil the greatest criminal that ever lived each moment of my life is stained with soilers and all but a mass of crime and filth heaven for my punishment i see it plainly would mortify me now whatever wrong they find to charge me with i'll not deny it but guard against the pride of self-defense believe their stories arm your wrath against me and drive me like a villain from your house i cannot have so great a share of shame but what i have deserved a greater still Organ to his son you miscreant can you dare with such falsehood to try to stain the whiteness of his virtue what the fiend meekness of this hypocrite makes you discredit silence cursed plague ah let him speak you chide him wrongfully you'd do far better to believe his tales why favor me so much in such a manner how can you know of what i'm capable and should you trust my outward semblance brother or judge therefrom that i'm the better man no no you let appearances deceive you i'm anything but what i'm thought to be alas and though all men believe me godly the simple truth is i'm a worthless creature to damis yes my dear son say on and call me traitor abandoned scoundrel thief and murderer heap on me names yet more detestable and i shall not gainsay you i have deserved them i'll bear this ignominy on my knees to expiate in shame the crimes i've done to tartuffe ah oh, brother tis too much to his son you'll not relent you blackguard what his talk can so deceive you silence you scoundrel to tartuffe brother rise i beg you to his son infamous villain can he silence what another word i'll break your every bone brother in god's name don't be angry with him i'd rather bear myself the bitterest torture than have him get a scratch on my account to his son ungrateful monster stop upon my knees i beg you pardon him alas throwing himself on his knees too and embracing tartuffe how can you to his son villain behold his goodness so be still what i be still i say i know your motives for this attack you hate him all of you wife children servants all that loose upon him you have recourse to every shameful trick to drive this godly man out of my house the more you strive to rid yourselves of him the more i'll strive to make him stay with me i'll have him straightway married to my daughter just to confound the pride of all of you what will you force her to accept his hand yes and this very evening to enrage you young rascal ah 
I'll brave you all. I'll show you that I'm the master and I must be obeyed. Now, down upon your knees this instant, rogue, and take back what you said, and ask his pardon. Who? I? Ask pardon of the cheating scoundrel? You resist, you beggar, and insult him? A cudgel here! A cudgel! To Tartuffe. Don't restrain me. To his son. Off with you! Leave my house this instant, Sirrah, and never dare set foot in it again. Yes, I will leave your house, but... Leave it quickly, you reprobate. I disinherit you, and give you, too, my curse into the bargain. Scene 7. Orgon Tartuffe. What? So insult a saintly man of God! Heaven, forgive him all the pain he gives me. To Orgon. Could you but know with what distress I see them try to vilify me to my brother? Oh. The mere thought of such ingratitude makes my soul suffer torture, bitterly. My horror at it, ah, my heart so full I cannot speak. I think I'll die of it. Scoundrel! In tears, running to the door through which he drove away his son. I wish I'd never let you go, but slain you on the spot with my own hand. To Tartuffe. Brother, compose yourself, and don't be angry. Nay, brother, let us end those painful quarrels. I see what troublous times I bring upon you, and think tis needful that I leave this house. What? You can't mean it! Yes, they hate me here, and try, I find, to make you doubt my faith. What of it? Do you find I listen to them? No doubt they won't stop there. These same reports you now reject may some day win a hearing. No, brother, never. Ah, my friend, a woman may easily mislead her husband's mind. No, no. So let me quickly go away and thus remove all cause for such attacks. No, you shall stay. My life depends upon it. Then I must mortify myself. And yet, if you should wish... No, never! Very well, then. No more of that. But I shall rule my conduct to fit the case. Honor is delicate, and friendship binds me to forestall suspicion, prevent all scandal, and avoid your wife. No, you shall haunt her just to spite them all. Tis my delight to set them in a rage. You shall be seen together at all hours, and what is more, the better to defy them, I'll have no other heir but you, and straightway I'll go and make a deed of gift to you, drawn in due form of all my property. A true good friend, my son-in-law to be, is more to me than son, and wife, and kindred. Will you accept my offer? Will you not? Heaven's will be done in everything. Poor man. We'll go make haste to draw the deed aright, and then let envy burst itself with spite. End of Act 3